So welcome everybody to another episode of the Roommasters Clubcast. Here is what you have to look forward to in tonight's episode. Uh, okay, I'm gonna get, get one. What? Just get one, Ryan. You heard him. Yeah, that's that's a guarantee. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm just gonna grab one more real quick. I'm just gonna Facebook. That's pretty much all I'm gonna do. And last man did not hear that before. So I'm just gonna Facebook. This is how we Facebook. All right. What? <laughs> Talking to our lovely fans out there. Are you talking to yourself? If you did, if you and Lost Man didn't learn anything from the last episode, all of the shit you say has a high probability of going into the actual episode. I'm hoping that does make the cut. <laughs> I think it'll be worth it. Trust okay, me. Ryan, are you ready? You're doing that thing. Where, you're doing that thing where you're googling something else, but you're still staring at the camera, so it looks like you've got a really <laughs> weird, weird face on. Beer, the making of lipstick on a pig by Donnie Gallagher. I can't <laughs> wait to read that story. Three, two, one. Welcome, Craft Beer. My name is Donnie. This is the official podcast of Brewmasters Club. Mine, damn it. I don't even know if this is the right name. The Stone Enjoy by July 4th, 18, unfiltered IPA. I think you're reading the <laughs> sell-by date. I will say is really yellow if you've never been inside of a fresco. It's just, man, I don't know if you can see that. Nobody make a smell. What kind of cheese you trying to spread here, Craft? <laughs> Hello. Yes, I can hear you. What do you want? All right. So calling you real quick. Got this beer down here in Tampa, Florida at a local Publix and mm-hmm. local supermarket store. Is this supposed to taste sour? No. I've got a lot of shit to do. Goodbye. Ring, ring. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I talk to the guy that oversees what, what beer goes in the beer aisle? The, the manager? <laughs> That's what I said. I'm sorry. You wanted the seafood section? You sound like you have tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you haven't hit puberty yet. You're the Amberbach Holmes of, oh, <laughs> sick. of beer sleuthing. Can I interrupt you for a second? Am I wrong? Uh, well, you are because you said 110%. I was going to say, sounds felonious. Where That's there's what... a will, there's a way. Again. Great radio. Well, so... How come Alexa's talked more than me about this? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, last Why don't we just... <laughs> hey, Google. <laughs> Episodes one, two, and three not included in the nine bucks <laughs> DVD set. Welcome to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, craft brews and geek news. Sit back, pour yourself a pint, and let's get into it. Now here's the founder of the Brewmasters Club and your host, Donnie Gallagher. Welcome, craft beer. My name is Donnie. This is the official Brewmasters Club podcast, Craft Brews and Geek News, where we talk about national stories, local flavors, and our favorite geeky nuggets of pop culture. How are you this evening? I am joined by a few lovely uh, and talented young gentlemen. Laos, you having a sniff there? What's going on, Mr. Lausman? I'm having a, having a bit of a, of a whiff here. Uh, doing good. Doing good. I'm excited about the show. Sleepy, but I'm also excited about the show. I understand you had a long day. It's quite all right. We are also joined this evening by Mr. Broodboy813. Raga, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good, guys. 
That's good. As I uh, noted on the way into uh, the top of the hour here, we have a lot to cover. Uh, but we start every show off with a famous segment we call, What Are You Drinking? What Are You Going to Drink? And boys, oh boys, do I have something special. Uh, I would like one of you to kick it off just so I can grab this bad boy, wrestle him down, and get him into a glass to uh, for a first-time ever sampling of uh, Ryan Lousman and my culmination called Lipstick on a Zombie Pig, brewed by our very good friend, well, by myself, but by our very good friends with their help of the uh, Pico Brew system. So, uh, Ryan, Lousman, when do you guys go first? So, I got, I just kind of randomly picked a beer that I'd never seen before, and I got the Stone, I don't even know if this is the right name, the Stone Enjoy by July 4th, 18, unfiltered IPA. <laughs> I think you're reading the <laughs> sell-by date. No, I'm being. I know, I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm just kidding. That's, that is the name. Yeah, that's the name of it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, so it's an unfiltered IPA. It's a double IPA. And if you look at the box, it looks like they were just winging this as they made it. They're like, yeah, we'll just do that, and then we'll make the date, and then we'll put a sticker on there that says it says it's unfiltered. It's actually filtered, but we're gonna. It's basically unfiltered. Like I don't even <laughs> understand it. Um, it tastes severely unfiltered, um, okay. which is interesting because like, oh, oh, like uh, it is a nine percent though. So you're ripping that knob straight off. No, I'm just having like the one, maybe two. Well, when when I talked to you this afternoon before the the podcast tonight, you had an interesting story about a certain snippet of Hollywood pop culture. I think you should enlighten Ryan as to what happened. I mean, spare the details, but you went searching for a beer, and then what? Yeah, so after a very long day, um, I got out to try and um, just to try and pick up a uh, uh, a craft beer and a cupcake um, to. To my surprise, apparently today, uh, here in Foggy Old Lakeland, uh, they're actually recording for a Disney movie hmm. at my Publix. Um, so my Publix was an absolute zoo um, because Disney's actually recording. Um, and they've got, uh, apparently it's a film produced by Angelina Jolie starring Byron uh, Cranston. <laughs> Oh, no, boy. Brian, 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 Brian Cranston, Godzilla, man, the guy from Godzilla. You know, I'm surprised um, you didn't pull up Malcolm in the Middle reference. I was getting to one, but okay, sorry. <laughs> I guess we'll just do that one in the middle. Uh, in any event, uh, apparently they were in, they were in my Publix, and there was 900 billion people there, also in my Publix. None of them actually shopping, which was very depressing and enraging in my point of view. Um, so. I had to uh, shuffle about my own Publix's parking lot for about a half hour and then drive down the street to the next Publix because uh, shopping was not a pleasure today. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I hate Don't. it when old, when old a Angie Jolie drops in for a movie shoot. Yeah, uh, not a dig on Publix. Just, um, I don't know, maybe just not have 900 people next time. Maybe just shoot a movie where movies are meant to be shot. <laughs> but at a Winn-Dixie. Yeah, when did <laughs> no, that's that, where people get shot. Which is now <laughs> which is when Dixie now turning into a frescoes, which I will say is really yellow. If you've never been inside of a fresco, it's just man. I don't know if you can say that. No, I can totally say it. <laughs> Everything it looks like they just stuck a million minions on the wall and painted it with like million minions. Yeah, oh, it's so yellow. It's so yeah. yellow. Oh, oh yeah, I wasn't going that way. The color, not the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got oh. It. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway, all right. carry on. Yeah. Carry <laughs> yeah, on. No all right, Ryan. Well, do you want me to go first with my big reveal here, or do you want to well, go? Actually, yeah, I'll go real quick because go. what I'm going to share first is a good friend of the cast, uh, Ryan, actually shared just now on our Craft Brews Geek News podcast uh, Facebook page. He is drinking the Parish Brewing Ghost in the Machine. I just wanted to share that out because that gets almost a score of 4.5% on Beer Advocate. And um, so anyway, that's maybe what I would like to be drinking next time. Ryan, invite me over and we can have a beer. Um, besides that, I'm actually having a little bit of my homebrew competition, Jalapeno IPA, getting it ready for this weekend for the Tampa Bay Brewing Company uh, craft beer competition. There's about 30 to 40 of us getting together and sharing our beer, and they'll be scoring and judging everything between 12 and 3 p.m. at Tampa Bay Craft Beer Company on Racetrack Road in Tampa. So guys, wish this beer some luck along with our coconut and lime ale that I've got uh, already kegged. And our buddy Sebastian is brewing and, and has kegged today a um, banana guava Belgium. So wish us luck. Hopefully we do well. Well, good luck, Ryan. I think that um, you will do well. I think you've got a really unique beer, and it is your, you know, your classic uh, concoction there. And I think people like it, and it's unique. It's different. It doesn't taste like any other beer that I've had. I've had several pepper beers that don't taste as good or as drinkable as yours. But um, yeah, that's great. So power on. Good luck to you. Uh, way to support, you know, us and everybody that that supports us, including Mr. Ryan. In fact, I challenge everybody that's listening to this, including Lousman and uh, Breedway One Three, there to take a picture of your beer sometime throughout this and and leave a comment under Ryan's post just to show him that we do support him. Even though Ryan did tell him that he was going to give him a shout out, that's great. Um, I just love the fact that we have this group. I think we're I don't know how many members. I think last time I checked in, we were in the seventies or something. So we keep growing, we keep getting bigger, and people are just having a great time. And enjoying themselves and enjoying uh the love for craft beer and geek news we've gotten what star wars fan theories jar jar binks in there we've gotten <laughs> beer, beer questions things like what ryan just posted about the beer he was drinking this evening i will certainly post this our mystery beer this is uh uh the one i'm getting to the the big my big play for this evening now Ryan, Don't you wanna, wanna? Mm-hmm. no, we're not saying that. <laughs> Ryan, help me with this. Help me out with this. We brewed this on Ju- June first, right? We brewed this on June first, twenty-one days ago. It sat oh, for wow. two sat for two weeks to ferment. It was a Friday. It sat for two weeks two weeks to ferment, and then it sat for an additional week now and in uh, bottle conditioning in the fridge. Um, so I'm gonna open it now live. Never. This is this is the second what adaptation of our lipstick on a zombie pig. The second time? Yeah, but this one is completely, you know, on your own uh, recipe with with help from from Pico Brew. So, yep. So we brewed this with the Pico system. We brewed the first one with your system. We had yep. flavors of both. So I'm going to crack this bad boy open, and I anticipate uh, when I get back next week that we will have, um, you know, thirteen or twelve more beers fully ready to go. But I'm just going to see what this one is. If it has carbonation, I don't know if it's going to have anything. If it's going to smell good, if it's not going to taste good, Laos, what do you think? You think we're on uh, it? I kind of really hoping it's more like Caddyshack where he goes to open the Perrier and it's like, Oh, <laughs> no, this was brewed. This was the, this was the custom beer, which is why I think it might be absolute shit. It's because it's the custom beer that, that you can't, they don't have this thing made already. What I did was I took a clone recipe from something that I read on the internet, a couple of different recipes, condensed it into the available ingredients, put it into a beer that again, nobody on Pico's ever made. Then I took the beer, 
with a special little tool, the uh, little uh, dry hopper there, put in, you know, a uh, half or a quarter pound of strawberries and crap load of basil. And we're going to see what this bad boy turns into. It could be a pile of shit. We'll see. What do you think? Do you think it's got carbonation? If it, if it doesn't, yeah. can we use soundtrack? Yeah, we can. We can. I'm sure it does, though. Let's see. All right. Hey, oh. we got carbonation. All right. Now let's see. Oh, boy. The, I'm not going to try and smell it. Nobody make a smell. <laughs> <laughs> so the the carbonation is a little bit light, but needs that's another, okay. Needs another couple of days, but that's okay. Well, it's only been in there for a week. Okay. Oh, baby boy. Lost man. This smells exactly like the uh, Lakeland Brewery. It's got a lot of basil, very little strawberry. Okay. Oh, baby oh, boy. I think oh, that's it. Baby boy. <laughs> that's is that very, it? That's very close. Now, okay, so... We've all had lipstick on a pig, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I'm getting out of this, I get the strawberry rind, and I, it, it almost tastes a little bit like yours in terms of that it's um, it's maltier than the lipstick on a pig was. They must have used a very dry pale ale because it, it didn't have this malty kind of finish and flavor to it. But this is – it's very good. It smells right on point. It smells um, very strong basil little bit of strawberry and then there's some mm. sweetness in the there's some sweetness in the in the actual flavor of the beer more so than than basil that might be from the the strawberries but so what you're saying is is that this is a little heavier feeling than than the original okay yeah. so that's all just on 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 grain you know grain to water ratio but it's mm. it looks nice and light and golden from from my angle so yeah that looks nice it's very refreshing. It's very good. It's it's very sweet though. What's up? It wasn't that sweet when I put all those sugar packets into that. That's weird. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, now too, you have to think if you you know with the priming sugar, it not everything has converted over uh, into carbonation yet from the yeast being still needed to be active. So what I would do is probably go and flip the bottles upside down real quick and watch all the sediment from the sugars follow up and then flip them back over that will help kind of uh, not oxygenate but you know that'll help everything sort of come back together and, I did. and speed up the process a little bit well i'm, I'm gonna mean i'm gonna be gone all week so it can sit True. there for seven days and be just fine but i i did have a question i was thinking through it and, and anybody out there is listening if you so i cold crashed and then i bottled and then i put them in the fridge to to bottle so is that what you're bottling. supposed to do? Are you supposed to keep them warm when you bottle after you bottle them? Well, you have some carbonation in there, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely there's, do. There's there's enough yeast in there that are still active for sure because I I'm I'm almost betting that your temperature in the cold crashing phase was not 46 40, degrees. Yeah, yeah so you didn't you didn't totally kill them and they probably came back to life. Um, you know, now that you bring that up, Donnie, that may be something I overlooked. Yeah, well, I I, I think that because well the problem is that the wort was was chilled when it came out of the fridge, so I thought oh I'll bottle them and put them back in the fridge. But now that I'm thinking about it, if you really want those yeast, uh, that yeast leftover yeast to attack the, the do it before cold crashing. Well, you do it or you you cold. So the first time I cold crashed, then I left the bottles to um bottle carb. It's like there's a term for it. I don't remember, but anyways, last bottle time I spectacular exactly. <laughs> Last time I, I let them bottle tacular in the closet, but but it was after the the wort froze. So yeah, I don't know. You had you had cold crashed it on the on the other two. So yeah, you should be fine. Give it another week. Maybe like I said, flip them upside down. Give them another week. That should be fine because you did cold crash on the other two. It's very good though. Do you get any mouthy carbonation feel to it at all? No, not really. Hmm. But this is also so. This was also the first batch. Yeah, don't don't describe this. But <laughs> it was the fir- <laughs> it was the first batch. It was the first pour. So like the the subsequent ones should be a oh, lot yeah. better. 
Yeah, if you've got that down at the bottom, and, and it was also it was also a clear bottle, which is no good. So, mm. well, that might not have too much effect, but you have the the right amount of sediment down at the bottom. So, give it a couple more days, another yeah. week. Yeah, you'll come home to nice, refreshing beer. Yeah, it should be it should be nice and clear by then too. So it should be good. So I don't know. Yeah, there there is a little bit in there though. You can see. Yeah, there, there's active yeast in there. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, well, thank you for your input and I uh, hope everybody enjoyed that audio as much as I did. Uh, this beer is delicious. It didn't turn out pink and it's, um, it's actually pretty good tasting. So I'm, I'm happy with it. I think that we could refine this, make it a little bit better, a little bit drier, and it will come out to be a much better tasting beer, but we are well on our way round two. And Ryan, of course, I'll save you a bottle. In fact, I might drop one off to you tomorrow night, but leave it, leave it for a week. <laughs> Do not bring it. You have to leave it for a week. I will leave it for a week. I will. <laughs> promise scouts honor all right well moving on <laughs> so ryan you actually brought up a uh, a note here in our text message chain that we have just to talk about beer stories and, and fun things that are going on about a local retailer that was already named once in the podcast and how they are um, uh, pushing out uh craft beer for a larger uh steak of the pie am i correct mm-hmm you are. Oh, I, I was. I was letting you She'll carry on with the story, and then <laughs> I can. I can. I can share what I did, in, in, in not retaliation, but in response, or or however you want to, you know, kind of handle sure. that, if you will. Yeah. Well, let me go ahead and set it up. Basically, uh, the nation's battle between big beer and local craft beeries. Uh, local beeries. <laughs> local <laughs> craft. Local craft beeries. Take two. The nation's battle between big beer and local craft breweries is playing out on the shelves of your neighborhood Publix, and some Florida beer makers are losing. Um, the Guild that represents Florida brewers says at least 12 small breweries had merchandise reduced or completely taken off the shelves in some public stores across the state. What's in its place? Well, craft brews from a country, across craft brews from across the country. Say that five times fast. Several of which are owned by one of the beers. Jesus, by one of beer's biggest brewers <laughs> and players, Anheuser-Busch InBev. Um, there's a quote here from a Joshua Abcon, attorney and lobbyist for the Florida Brewers Guild. Uh, they are blatantly removing Florida craft beers and replacing them with beers purchased by the big guys. Uh, this is a problem. Uh, I, I totally agree that this is a problem. Uh, we're leaving. I mean, staples like Cigar City, Tampa Bay Brewing Company, Copper Tail are among the remaining beers in stores, while breweries like one of Ryan's favorites, the Gainville um, Swamphead and Bradenton's Motorworks have had their stock cut completely. According to display maps obtained by the Tampa Bay Times, uh, three daughters set space has been halved from two beer options to one. Publix, the dominant Florida-based grocery chain, overall shrank its beer selection by eight feet. Eight feet of, I come from the beverage retail industry, eight feet is earth-shattering. Oh, yeah. uh, freeing up far more space for domestic beers such as Budweiser and Bud Light, imports as Corona, and displays, um, as mentioned above. So this is a big deal. Uh, but I've got an interesting side behind this, too, because I understand this retailer a bit more. But Ryan, please uh, do tell us about what, what happened with uh, you and, and this particular retailer today. So I'm going to get to that, but I got to also proceed it with this other story real quick. Sure. About a week and a half ago, walking through Publix, went down the beer aisle. I was like, where did all the craft beer go? And everything, like you said, I, I was I was dumbfounded. I'm like, where? Did, like, did you did you physically really like you noticed it walking down the store? I, 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 I literally while. noticed it because I go there every weekend. I'm there. I'm always stocking up food for the kids and stuff like that. I use my you know coupons and all that fun stuff. Uh, but 
I went down the beer aisle and I'm like, why is everything pushed down? Like there was more Stella, there was more Corona, Yingling, you know, all the, all the big guys and the little guys, all the, the space was like crammed. It was like, eh, we're over here, you know, just say hi, you know, kind of thing. And that was, that was it. But then on, on the shelves, they did have some spots for craft beer on the shelf. So I looked up and I saw a six pack of Rogue. I think it was the hazelnut brown ale, whatever. I was like, well, that actually might be kind of cool. And this will tie into something. So I bought a six pack. I was like, sweet. That's awesome. Never seen this before. Took it home, put it in the refrigerator, cracked one open. And I was like, this tastes really sour. So gave it a day, went back the next day, grabbed another beer, cracked it open, started to get the hazelnut brown nuttiness to it. Then it was sour. Took another one. The other one was sour. I was like, well, what the hell's going on? I actually called Rogue Brewery. Okay. And I have a point to this. So just give me a second. <laughs> I, I called Rogue Brewery and they, they said that it should be, you know, perfect if it, if it was refrigerated, which, you know, it was not. It was uh, not refrigerated and it should taste like coffee notes and, and real sweet. It should not taste sour. Question. Yeah, go please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, questions, yeah. When you called, did someone like you called the tap room or what'd you call? I called a tap room. I, I, I called one of their breweries uh, in New Hampshire. I called I called somewhere up north. North. I have like, no. You called, have no trouble calling Dick North. Dick Rogue's office here. Can I help yeah. you? Uh, y- yeah. Yeah. No. No. I talked to one of the general managers at 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 Rogue uh, Brewery in in one first of the tap rooms. Dick, last name Rogue. His last name might have been Rogue, but I don't know what his first name was. <laughs> Is that how they named the brewery? <laughs> I'm sorry, Lance. You're you're chopping into bit. Well, I, I feel like you called one of the guys from the movie The Town. <laughs> like, so, you just got, oh, that joke fell right on its face. I, I don't know the town. What's the town? Ah, well, never mind then. I just, you said you called to like a different state and you're like, well, what is this supposed to taste like? Yeah, that's like, what I did. I have no remorse in doing that. I have no shame in doing that. I've actually done it once or twice before. Cause that's just it, my favorite. Like, that's my favorite type of phone call because no one's ever called and been like, hey. What's what's this supposed to taste like? I feel like I'm not getting this right. <laughs> like from like across state lines. Like I love the bad hat. You call this milk, Wisconsin? Get out of here! <laughs> it's like powdered water. Yeah, I would love to start doing this with other products. I'd be like, whoa, what kind of cheese you trying to spread here, Kraft? That's what I. That's what I, I call this yeah, it's like glue to you. <laughs> this would just be great. Like, unless you're hanging off your hat with the what is the crazy glue guy? I don't buy it. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm just I'm loving that the, this happened. It did. So, it did. Long story short, called Publix, talked to the guy. He's he apologized. He ended up telling wait, me. Wait, you talked yeah. to Mister Publix now too. I called Publix. I was like, hey, just so you know, I called up north to Rogue Brewery. <laughs> And they and said they're like beer. they're like get the fuck out of here. What are you <laughs> they're like He's this like, beer's not supposed to be sour. So I called Publix to let them know they're serving a product. I oh. looked on the bottom of the can. the 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 expiration date was December. Okay, that's that's troubling. Ryan, can we just reenact first? Wait, first, oh. can we reenact? Well, do you want to be do you want to be Mister Rogue or do you want to be Mister Publix kid? I'd like to be Mister Publix. Okay. okay, make sure that you're 17 years old and you have no oh, idea where I'm talking. No, about. it was the manager. It was the manager. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> so wait, who am I talking right. to first, Rogue so first, or? Well, explain as as you explained your story. You called Rogue first. Okay, I'll be Mr. Okay. Rogue. <clears throat> Who's ringing? Go ahead. You're ringing. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey. So I just bought this beer. I'm in Florida. And Dick Rogue just... here. <laughs> this is Dick. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dick. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Yes, I can hear you. What do you want? All right. 
So calling you real quick, got this beer down here in Tampa, Florida at a local Publix and local mm -hmm. supermarket store. Mm -hmm. uh, canning date says December 17, but I'm drinking mm -hmm. it and it's a hazelnut brown ale with the, the stuff that you're supposed to get a little sweetness and some coffee. It was the nectar, actually. Mm. Is this supposed to taste sour? No. I've got a lot of shit to do. Goodbye. <laughs> that, he was a little more informative than that. <laughs> well, I was Dick Dick Rogue. I mean, he's a very important man. He owns, he's the CEO, so I, I get it. But. Why don't you call Publix? So, ring, ring. I'm not going to pick it up on the first ring. I've got like eight <laughs> registers. Publix does pick it up on the first ring, though. Publix, it's okay. a pleasure to shop there. You, you better times. pick it up or else you're fired. All right, just, just come on. All right, ring, ring. Hello. Yeah, hey, can I talk to the guy that oversees what what beer goes in the beer aisle? The, the manager. <laughs> That's what I said. You want the seafood section? Hello, no, the, the, the the beer aisle manager. Okay. <laughs> don't, we don't have one of those. We have Miller Coors. <laughs> okay, about nineteen feet of it. So anyway, I just called. <laughs> just. <laughs> just called up the <laughs> and they said that this beer that I bought, this brown nectar ale, should not be sour, but it is. You sound like you have tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you haven't hit puberty yet. What the fuck Agreed. you doing in public? What's a rogue brewery? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of the wave, but not the brewery. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, and see, <laughs> uh, Ryan, to your point, no, that is exactly how my conversation with both of those companies went. Ryan, that sounds truly dramatic. It was. I'm holding these guys accountable, man. We got to hold these guys to fire and brimstone with this craft beer. If you're not, well, he ended up telling me that. There's too much brimstone in it your beer. It should have been a refrigerated beer. I told that to the guy, and he was from Publix, and he was like, well, the distributor bring the, brings this in on an unrefrigerated truck. I was like, hence the reason it soured. So got to look out for that. But getting back to the whole pinning down and taking up another eight feet of space, they're pressing more and more beers out of the craft beer section and putting them onto shelves without refrigeration. That's going to turn the, some of the beers sour without proper refrigeration. It's just not a good thing because the last thing that a person wants to do when they're picking up a craft beer, maybe for the first time, is to taste a beer that wasn't properly kept or properly stored. And well, that's and sort of the whole, the whole thing that I'm upset about. Absolutely. And it's it's a first impression is everything, especially if you're not a craft beer fan, but maybe your girlfriend loves hazelnut creamer in her coffee. So you're like, oh, this would be cool. I'll get her a hazelnut beer to try it. And then you try it. It tastes, tastes like a soured pumpkin kid. Yeah. Or no, and that's a great like, point, Donnie. They're not going to put the hazelnut creamer on, on just a regular shelf. They got to keep no. it refrigerated. No, but what I'm know? saying is, is the first time that you bring it home and, and Jessica sips it and it tastes like a sour beer and then you're like there's something really you're never gonna buy that beer again every other style like that has now been burned so the next time that you as johnny not craft beer guy sees a uh hazelnut brown porter whatever it was you're like no no no, those are awful don't drink that beer but maybe it's because the negligence of how it was carried there yeah the, th the thing that i want to remind you though and i don't know if you know this about this but i do because like what I what I do for work, I actually work with Publix um, regularly, and they are the most strict strict company in the world. Not not strict, but for for their own reasons, they want to protect the brand. They want to make sure that the experience is good. That doesn't sound like something Publix would do. It sounds like a very fluke move. But the fact that we've lost eight feet of craft beer on average amongst all Publixes is discerning. So someone's either getting their pockets lined, as in Publixes, by big 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 beer 
or they're saying, hey, listen, they're just going to be walking in and saying, you'll sell more of these craft beers if you can sell these larger brands mm -hmm. and not these little piddly widlies. But I mean, that's the problem is that the little guys need space too. And they're getting cut while Goose Island comes down as a craft beer from Budweiser, right? I mean, we've all bought it. That's what, that's what happens. But yeah, um, that's, that's the more, that's what I'm most concerned, not necessarily the lack of space, the fact yeah. that the space is disappearing and big beer is, is there posing as little beer. So something's, there's a sleight of hand somewhere that's happening. And uh, Publix is simply just buying into it for whatever reason. Oh, and I, I gotta, I gotta reiterate. I shop all the time at Publix. I absolutely adore Publix. Always have. Used to work for them. L love, love, love everything about Publix. This is not a knock on them. They actually took care. They, they's like, hey, even you, even though you only have three beers left, bring it in. We'll, we'll give you a refund. And I was able to buy a different, you know, six pack. <laughs> Wait a second, you left that out of your story. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's because uh, I was, was a seventeen-year-old customer service geek. That's true. <laughs> was it a twelve-pack or a six-pack that you bought? It was a six-pack originally. Like, I drank three. Let's see here, buddy. As I've. I have at least six of your beers, and they're shit. I don't like it. And they're like, oh, sir, you can just bring them back, sir. That's what he said. He said, just bring them on in. We'll give oh, you a refund. And they the refrigeration. I just push the carts in the parking lot. Whatever you want, sir. Mm. I, give I me a full like refund on a gift card. Uh, great. Uh, Ryan, I would like to just uh, tip my hat to you, sir, that you are, and this is a brand new term I've just created, you're the Amberbach Holmes. Of, oh, <laughs> sick. Of beer sleuthing, aka you can sleuth your way into a six pack any day. Can you text that to me so I can make a T-shirt with that text on on the back sometime soon in the the real near near future? Because that would be incredible. <laughs> Amber Buck Holmes, I like it. Oh my god, that is fantastic. <laughs> How about I just record it on audio and then you can remember it that way? Oh, well, like that, on a podcast? Oh, <laughs> we, should, we should totally do that sometime. <laughs> I anyway, uh, we're not knocking Publix. Publix is great. I reached out to them today. They took my thoughts into consideration, and they might be doing something about it. So we'll see. Just one guy can change the world with craft beer. That's all you got to do. Just one. And his, and his name is Toby. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, that's uh, hilarious. All right. So that's good. That that I wanted to get that kind of insight out of, out of you guys. So that's uh, that's great. Um, all right. Anything else before we move on to the uh, geek news section? Drink it on in, send it on back. I've totally, first off, I also, as we were talking, I totally forgot to take a picture of my beer and send it to Ryan on the Facebook group. So make sure you guys do that because I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Uh, well, my beer is completely gone now. So someone has to do it. We said we would. I said you guys would. My beer is really rough. <laughs> like, Pour it in a glass and just take a picture of it and send it to, to Mr. Ryan K so that we can just say we did or just comment there. I don't I don't, I don't have a glass. I don't even have a dishwasher. Ah, jeez. Oh, can I do got, the can? Uh, yeah, do it. Yes, you can do the can. Absolutely. I just can't do my bottle. But you oh, do your we're can. Supposed to, we're supposed to take a picture and post it right now? Yes. Well, not okay. right now, but I mean, like, okay, fine. Do it right now. But This is great radio. <laughs> All right, so the only thing I want to say about E3, because we did give some good coverage, and I think for the most part we were right about a lot of things that we said. I think a lot of it was writing the wall. Um, I know that Dane's not here to chime in, but Lost Man, do you have some quick hits on, on E3 before I get into this crazy Nintendo Direct that came out like the week after? No, nothing that wouldn't provide spoilers, so I'm good. Oh, well, there's no spoilers. It happened last week, so if you haven't seen it by now, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> yeah, I have just I have high hopes for PlayStation. Please join the rest of the group. 
Okay. Well, either way, yes. The uh, the E3, I didn't think it was really epically phenomenal. It was basically just saying, hey, here's, it's coming to coming out. No new systems, no major stuff. I think you guys, a couple of us had thought they might tease a PF, PS5 or something, which obviously they did not. I think we're still one to two years away from that. But um, the one crazy thing that did happen was the Nintendo Direct that happened immediately after uh, E3. It was about like 35 minutes. And essentially, it was a lot of good content. A bunch of games came out. But the one thing I wanted to focus on for this particular mention was Super Smash Bros, dude. Super mm. Smash Brothers is coming out on the Switch, and it is going to be awesome. 64, as in all, every single one of the characters from the original franchises. So every game that's ever came out from Smash Brothers, Wii U, Wii, uh, the DS, or whatever the crap else came out on, they're <laughs> all coming out on the Switch version, which is freaking awesome, um, I think. That's... It was weird how they did it in the direct because they spent about 24 minutes of a 35 minute Nintendo direct explaining intricacies on every single character in the game. That was weird. It was like he jumps a little bit higher and he has a mustache now. And now you have Luigi, but there's eight Luigi's and you can change his costume like it's weird crap like that. But it doesn't really matter to me because they're making new Smash Brothers and I love it. So uh, there's a bunch of characters in there that I think I like. What always happens to me in Smash Brothers that I think I like all of them, but I'm gonna go back to one and Dr. Mario. <laughs> That's what I put. It's true. Uh I you know, spoilers, I would like to say my favorite part of that is the controllers that we're talking uh, about. Oh yeah, yeah. They can do the GameCube controller, which is also awesome because that that controller honestly was the best. It, like that fighting game. I don't know, they're gonna have to sell an adapter. Like, oh weird, Nintendo's gonna get some more money now for selling an adapter to connect to your Switch. That's crazy. Or but, cabling. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's happening. Right. That's what's needed in the world. Well, also, man, Ryan, have you ever played Super Smash Brothers? Um, I'm going to take not, it as a no. Yeah, if that's not an immediate yes, and you haven't. <laughs> um, you you would have dug it the most, though. It's really <laughs> it's really a pretty good game. And what what system was it originally built for? Uh, Nintendo. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh boy. It's a, it's basically it's basically every single Nintendo game and Nintendo character, including Pokemon, Ryu from Street Fighter, Metroid, Snake from uh No, but was it on sixty four? Yeah, yes. it was sixty four. I never had a sixty four. Okay, okay, it was also what, on like <laughs> every other system. What I'm, what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that Super Smash Brothers is basically a culmination of every single Nintendo character and you fought each other, um, Dragon Ball Z style. And so like oh. Pikachu could fight Mario. And Mario oh. could fight like the ghost Yoshi. from Mario Kart or Yoshi oh. or whoever or Samus from Metroid. I feel like Pong. I've played it maybe once. Zelda. Or twice. Yeah, I think you have. It's one of those games like when you, if you grew up and you're about 30 years old right now, you've obviously played GameCube and you've played Super Smash Brothers. That's just what yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I never owned it, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, don't worry because I will buy it and I'm sure Dane will buy it. And I've already got another buddy who's going to buy it in December when it comes out, but at least we'll have it. Um, but that'll be fun to play. So that was my biggest thing. And it wasn't even part of E3. It was the Nintendo Direct that came after. So that's all I want to say about that. But boys, buckle up. Because the next few pieces, unless last minute you got another you got a comment? Click. All right. The next few... <laughs> that was very dramatic. The next few stories we have are all Disney and or Star Wars related. And I apologize about that. But in the last literally like five days, there has been a lot of news that have dropped. And I tried to put them into the order that makes sense. So you guys ready for this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
All right, we're going to go through one by one, and I believe they segue into each other, but I could very much be wrong. First off, today, literally, well, probably about 16 hours ago, so a little bit more than just today, but Exclusive came out from Collider. It was a credible news source. They they typically don't run stories like TMZ or anything that's too far you know, beyond uh, reality, but uh, the future of Star Wars or the brand A Star Wars Story, as in the spin-off Star Wars movies, have been put on hold per Lucasfilm. Here are the quick hits on this. Sources within uh, Lucasfilm uh, have knowledge of the situation. Tell Collider that Lucasfilm has decided to put plans for a Star Wars Story spin-off movies on hold. Previously rumored Obi-Wan Kenobi movie that was an active development is now paused, and those people in the movie are no longer involved. Um, it's basically in the wake of a disappointing solo launch. The film actually scored $84.4 million on opening weekend, which, if you boys remember, both of you said it would be 200 plus or minus, near 200 But it grossed 200 just about, a uh, million domestically after four weeks, which was very far off from our anticipation. Um, Lucasfilm has officially announced development on the Star Wars trilogy focused on new characters from The Last Jedi by Ryan or Ruin Johnson, as people have been naming him. Oh. <laughs> uh, but Lucasfilm at the moment is solely planning on the next trilogy. <laughs> Lucasfilm at the moment, its main focus is solely planning on the trilogy after the Abrams directed Star Wars Episode Nine. Boys, what does that mean to you? I should have gone to see Solo in theaters. It's absolutely your fault. It is your fault that Solo didn't do well, and now they're pausing, if not canceling, every other movie, including the one we wanted, the Obi-Wan spinoff story. That's all I wanted. Which that news only just broke weeks ago, right? If I'm not mistaken? About Solo? So, well, wait. So, no, what news broke? No, how long has it been since we knew about Solo? I mean, not Solo, uh, Obi-Wan. I had, Obi-Wan. I had a feeling you were saying Obi-Wan the whole time. You just weren't saying it. I you wasn't did. saying it, but that's what I meant to say. So gotcha. you, you should have been um, yeah, picking up was, what I was putting down there, Donnie. It was like, it was like a few weeks before <laughs> Solo. They were like, hey, listen, Obi-Wan's in the books, and that's going to happen. Everyone's like, woo! Maybe <laughs> they just did that to like entice people to go and see Solo? I don't, I don't no. know. I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. I'm at a loss. I, I mean, really lost. am. I've had the same conversation with several quote unquote Star Wars fans. And I say, you are the problem because it's not you lost man, but it's like literally half of the fans that I talk to. They're like, Oh, have you seen the new solo? I'm like, yeah, it's, I liked it. I really thought it was good. It was a nice Western story. Was it, you know, empire strikes back? No. Was it rogue one? No, but it was something that was different. And it was a Western. Have you seen it? Uh, no, but I'm a really big Star Wars fan. Just, just want to, Smash your face. I mean, I've been working a lot of overtime. <laughs> I mean, it's been out for three weeks now, and you killed you killed Star Wars movies, just so you know. Well, you know, you'll have that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what could I say? Like, I just haven't had the time. <laughs> like, there's certain movies that I just can't miss, and I, I think it just didn't fall into that criteria of like, oh my god, like, this is something. If you're not there opening night, then you just missed out. Well, like, that, well and we've yeah. kind of already talked about it too. Right. We, on, we've already covered our podcasts. Some... Like, yeah. why? What are yeah. the reasons we think? Did people, you know, hear about the story and say, oh, I could have done it better? If you could do it better, man, go apply to be a writer or someone that can actually, you know, influence it in a more positive way if you feel that it can be the case. But 
Yeah, it, I think it was just bad timing. We even pointed out what uh, when when a Star Wars movie comes out in May doesn't do as well as opposed well, to December. So you know the whole. Well, the whole point of this article, I, I don't want to go down a solo tangent. What I was saying is that, uh, do you guys, so first off, do you guys think it's crazy that they already said, listen, we're not, we're just going to pause all of the stand standalones. We're just putting them on pause, 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 flash stop. We're not doing stand standalone movies just yet. We're going to focus on the main trilogy and ruin Johnson's uh, next trilogy or whatever. Well, like, is that odd to you? Or what does that say to you guys? Are they like knee jerking or do you guys think that that's appropriate? I mean, what what's up? Unless maybe they're thinking, hey, we've got into this really fast. We need to make sure that we do each film with justice. Uh, that could be another thing, too. Maybe they feel, you know, let's finish this trilogy out. Let's give it 110%. And then we'll revisit these other stories that we're, First, that we're putting together. Can I interrupt you for a second? Am I wrong? Uh, well, you are because you said 110%. First well, off, I knew that, that somebody was going to say you that. Can't, you can't, you can't go see that. Okay, let's back up. If you say no. 100 just for the record, for the record, for everyone listening out there, if you say I gave 110%, you're saying I give 90% because you're assuming that you can have 10% extra More of capacity. You can't have, if you have this it. much stuff, you can't have this much stuff. You can only have this much. So if you say you have this much, you're lying, which means you have okay. this much stuff. Not uh, lying. I totally well. knew I shouldn't have said 110% after I said it, but I was hoping nobody would even say a word because I never oh, I say said that. a word. I, it irks me beyond mm. belief. It does me too. That's why I'm surprised I said it. God damn it, Ryan. I'm surprised I too, Ryan. I don't know. This, to not sound like a Gatorade bottle for a hot second, <laughs> I, I feel like um, I feel like you, <laughs> certain things can give 110%. That's maybe why they fail, because they're doing too much. Like, I don't know, like a fan, like this a motorized fan. Point, this is not the point of this story. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying. Well, you brought it up. I just true. <laughs> I derailed this. It was my own fault. A fan can go way too fast, and that's can 110%. We, that's a big problem. Man. Topic at hand, a so, lot, lot going on here. Go maybe ahead. they just want to make sure that the stories are well written, that they're well prepared. I don't think that there was really anything wrong with Solo, to be honest with you. I just think it was ill-timed with when they released it. There was other, like you said, other movies to compete with. And people aren't going to the movies as readily as they used to. They'll just rather wait for it to come out in some cases. Now, Star Wars, the main trilogy, I guarantee you, just like every year, there will be people lining up and buying their tickets early to make sure that they are uh, first ones to hear the news. I don't think with Solo, there was that sort of edge to be the first one to hear the news because there's really nothing spectacular that we... It's not that we don't already know about Solo, but it's not leading anywhere other than to you know how he gets involved with Luke, whereas the main storyline is leading somewhere. And so people want to be the first to know that. So that's why that will always have the main pool. But that that's sort of my take coupled with something else that I think we're going to be talking about shortly as well uh, once we cover this little story here. Am yeah, I wrong? Lost, no, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, it's a fine opinion. Lost, do you have an opinion? I'll voice mine and we can move on. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, Ryan raises a really good point. I, I kind of really agree with that. <laughs> there's, there's not really like a brand new story. To, I mean, there's a new story to tell, but there's not really like a new uncharted area. Like you kind of know how it's all going to end or at least like line up kind of. So, you know, people are probably like, oh, neat. A background. <laughs> yeah. Well, both. I mean, both of you guys have an opinion. Plus, there's there's a beginning and end to the story. Right. And so everybody's anticipating there's going to be an end to the story, which is here. And I think the May stuff is kind of crazy as well. But Ryan, again, not to harken back to what we talked about on that spoiler heavy episode. 
uh, or uh, the the other one. We we mentioned all this the solo stuff, but um, and I wrote a bunch of notes here. I'm not going to get into, but essentially, I think what it comes down to, and I just want to make this clear now, in episode 70, uh, June 21st, 2018, I wanted to just get this out that uh, I really do believe that what Disney is doing by making this decision here is saying that, hey, listen, we're going to pause and refresh, take a step back. I think there's going to be some headsets going to roll. I, I don't. I think they're get there. I really think they're going to move Kathleen Kennedy off of being the uh, the main provider, breadwinner, whatever for this franchise, and and give it to somebody else like Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni, and, and again, you know, if you guys aren't that familiar with him. He had uh, trained or or you know been tutored, mentor, mentee relationship with George Lucas uh, yeah. during the Clone Wars. So that's that's six plus years. He he's basically taken the Rebels show, created that Destiny of a Force of Destiny, I think it's called. Um, he also has championed that. These are all cartoon shows, uh, the Clone Wars inclusive. But it basically he's brought a lot of. He went to Timothy Zahn and said, hey, listen, I think Thrawn would be a great play for this in the last season of Rebels. And uh, he went to a def- uh, uh, Sam Witwer and, and said, hey, man, like, I think you'd be great voice for the video game Force Unleashed because you did so good at Maul. Like he did a bunch of good stuff and he gets the lore like a Kevin Feige for Marvel does. And this is the same point we brought up, Ryan, is that Star Wars right now doesn't have the same architecture as marvel does and again marvel's been doing this 17 18 i think eight they're on 18 movies now right good for them mm-hmm. star wars has been in existence since 1977 they were still comics at that point right well that's 19 movies in the last since 2008 iron man one so for marvel so They've got a lot of catching up to do, but the problem is the cohesiveness of the universe and the story isn't there because no one is driving the pike forward. Kathleen Kennedy is an an excellent executive producer. Raiders of the Lost Ark, E.T., Jaws, bunch of other crap. Every single seriously important movie that's happened to us in the last you know, 20, 30 years has, has Kathleen Kennedy has been a part of it. If it's George Lucas or if it's um, Steven Spielberg, but what she is not good at and what this franchise lost when George sold the company, the prequels were George's, you know, last few inputs on it. He had master control and everything. When he sold to Disney, there is no George. There was, there's a gap there. And I think the gap there is trying to be filled by this producer, Kathleen Kennedy, and Bob Iger, who's simply the CEO of Disney World, uh, who can't do it. So they need a person to drive the ship. And we said this, Ryan. I'm betting you right now that Dave Filoni gets a bigger piece of the pie moving forward. And I believe in the next six months, there will be some sort of announcement that says, this guy right here is the new head of creative development for Star Wars. And everybody stands up and woo! And I think that's what's going to happen. So that's it on this story for me. But what, what do you guys think about that? Well, well explained, um, very thorough thought process. And I think that, you know, if what you're saying, um, you know, adds up in, in the minds of Disney, I think that's what's going to happen because, you know, it's all a reset to, to move forward and make sure that everything continues to get done right with the original vision of what the Star Wars universe should be and what fans deserve. So, yeah, I think that's spot on. I was going to say, sounds felonious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hey, say, say one more time. Get a clean take. I was on mute. Oh, I said, sounds like it's felonious information. I really did think that was funny. That was good. Oh, okay. I was about to say, you sounded like it was one of those record your own birthday cards. <laughs> Came out real weird. 
I love it. That was really good. That was a really good. That was a Laos, a good Laos quip. I like it. Um, but it's funny, Ryan, that you mentioned. So thank you guys for that. I just wanted to bring it up because in six months, if this comes true, I'm just going to say that I really understand this universe. And I've not heard that from anybody. I've listened to the Collider interview. I've listened to a bunch of podcasts. No one has made that point except for me. But we'll see what happens. Hashtag Donnie's first. Hashtag Donnie's right first. <laughs> or Donnie's first. Either way. <laughs> not spoke with the why that's naive ladies and gentlemen moving on the next story speaking of original vision as ryan so a uh, succinctly brought it up george lucas again about um so so that that happened literally like yesterday the story we just talked about two days before that george lucas literally revealed uh what he would have done with episodes seven through nine um in the original version played out by the maker so of course we know that we got the prequels and those were anakin skywalker's story that was right out of the dome of george lucas um but he was never able to make the sequel trilogy to the prequel <laughs> wait no the sequel trilogy to the first round of movies so episode four five six they said what happens if he made seven eight nine well last year through an accompanying art book for the last jedi revealed some initial sketches that lucas had made through the sequel trilogy uh luke skywalker training a new disciple named kira right so these are straight out of lucas's mind 30 years ago um on a, on a planet very similar to Octu, 2 which is what they exactly did in, in the last jedi uh, then commentary from Lucas said uh, the three movies after the original three would have focused on midichlorians and the microscopic life forms that are said to be everywhere and live within everyone. Yet Anakin Skywalker had the highest count of midichlorians and that, Qui- that Qui-Gon Jinn had ever seen. Here's a quote. The next three Star Wars films were going to get into a microbiotic world. He continues, but there's a world of creatures that operate differently than you and I do. I call them the wills. And the wills are the ones that actually control the universe. They feed off the force. Laos, I want to get to your face here in a second to finish this up. Back in the day, this is again a quote from Lucas. Back in the day, uh, I used to ultimately get into a you know a car or a vehicle. Well, that's what the wills are. They they use people or ve- as vehicles to travel around. We're vessels for them, and that conduct is the midichlorians. The midichlorians are the ones that communicate with the wills, and the wills, in a general sense, they are the force. So the force rather means some mystical thing people could control. The force is literally being controlled by a set of beings behind the scenes that the all chosen one uh, could actually use and creatively control uh, by purpose of the wills. Ryan, first off, and then I want to get to your face, Laos. Does that make any sense to you? And would you be happy if you saw that movie? Um. Well... Where what, there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> oh. Again, that's what you could have gotten instead of Force Awakens. Just so you know. But that would have all needed to have been done when uh, Luke was younger. No, I mean, what do you do with an old Luke Skywalker? Well, you know, so like his story is okay. So imagine like the beginning of yeah. Well, imagine yeah. Imagine the beginning of the Last Jedi. He's training Ray and or kira in his original story right this, this thing progresses as to where instead of her being strong with a force it's simply that she realizes that she's got more midichlorians than someone else does and she can manipulate the force differently that's all it is but like oh okay. he was going to take the story and make it about microbiology which i think first off everybody hated the midichlorians yeah hmm <laughs> Someone has an alarm going on. <laughs> it's not me. It's oh, not that me. was my laundry machine. Um, stop it. Stop it. I don't think it's voice acting. It. It's not. It's dizzy. Do you have C? 
Really, Turn the laundry uh, up. Pee-pee. Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, turn the laundry machine off. Oh, my shit. <laughs> Alexa, Alexa did just say something. Alexa, what? <laughs> no, it was not play the song Spin Cycle. Don't play. <laughs> Stop, damn it, Alexa. That's a good call. Good call, Alexa. <laughs> no. Can you hear her? I can't. Uh, we can hear loose mumblings. Okay. She said, so I should play the song Spin Cycle. I said, no, please don't play the song Spin Cycle. Absolutely, Alexa. Thank you. Alexa, no, play the song Spin Cycle. No. <laughs> we can't even hear it. Oh, we'll see. Oh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> great radio. And but now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to play Spin Cycle for you on your way to work. <laughs> so sit back, relax, there's, grab there's hold no of the wheel, can... and... Just There's no five. way you can hear that. You can't hear that, right? We can hear a little bit. Barely. Yeah, barely. Sounds like the opening to a Disney movie. It yeah, it is. All right, I'm going to turn it off. Alexa, Great call. stop. <laughs> okay, we're back. All right. I forgot what my point was. So, Metachlorians, is that, is that where we're at? Yeah, that's where we're at. Metachlorians? <laughs> like What's free Metachlorians? Metachlorians. We yes. got one more story. Come on, let's wrap it. I didn't even get a chance to talk about this one. Well, so so my I guess wait, I want to ask a question. How come well so how come Alexa's talked more than me about this? Great question. <laughs> I'm sorry, last man. Why don't we just why don't we all just listen to spin cycle? All right, last man, you go. My my question is dumb anyway. No, I'm, I'm kidding, dude. I'm sorry. Ask your question, Ryan. Come on. I just Do I it. wonder why why Lucas didn't George Lucas didn't have more influence. I know he sold the company, but like why didn't he have more influence over because everybody you know, these episodes everybody that we're watching now. Everybody shit on him for the prequels, and so Disney said, "Oh, these are your scripts. All right, thanks." That's <laughs> oh, so bad. It's bad, but that's what happened. And he's like, "Oh, well, I kind of like those, but that's fine." Maybe he had more of a genius mind for the ending. Anyway, I don't know. He was a brilliant storyteller. What I'm telling you is that Kathleen Kennedy can't tell a saga. George Lucas has told several very successful sagas. He is a saga teller. Making yeah. something relevant in The Force Awakens and then never mentioning it again is a big problem when you're trying to tell a saga. That's exactly what's happened right now. It's what yeah. we're in the middle of. JJ set up The Force Awakens to have all these things, Knights of Ren, and then they get squashed, shit on, or forgotten in The Last Jedi. So, like, what the hell? It's not a saga. That's those are individual movies. Lost Man, I'm sorry, your point. Uh, I, for one, if George Lucas would have had his way, probably wouldn't have been a fan of Osmosis Jones 2 meets Body Wars. That would have been a bad movie. What uh, movie is that? Osmosis Jones? That's the Midichlorians. No. You guys don't remember Osmosis Jones? What? No. It was a oh god! It was like Body Wars, the rat at Disney. Oh, I remember, I remember Body Wars, but not Osmosis Jones. Yeah, I mean, Body Wars. The, that was from two thousand one. It was the around, you fish around through midichlorians, and that was the whole. I thought that's where that whole bit was going. He was like, "We're gonna go to like a microbiological." No, level. he was like a uh, the bad thing inside your body or something like that. That's a total. Are you glow? Are you global? <laughs> I just glogled that. Hey, Glogle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it again. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, that was, I think Eddie Murphy was in this. Yeah, Osmosis Jones. Googling, yes, he was. Says, are you Googling things again? No, I didn't. Osmosis Jones is the first thing on Google when you type in Osmosis, just so you Top. know. Yeah, and read. Chris Rock, Bill Murray. Not, not Eddie Murphy. 
So okay, that joke landed. I don't care if you guys laughed at it or not, but someone out there, if you're listening to it on your way to your job at Starbucks, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> your giggle. That's right. Everyone's body needs a hero. Moving on. Anything else, guys? Just hey, make better movies. Listen better, people. <laughs> it's a great it's not, joke. It's not make better movies. It's have strategy. Have yes. an and have a cohesiveness that this a saga needs. End of story. That's all it is. Last story for this evening. Speaking of Disney World, see how good these segue. Uh, Disney just solidified, and everybody knows this now. This is public knowledge, but uh, they just acquired Fox for $71.4 billion. That is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally came out two days ago, I guess. Uh, but the uh, the news came after Comcast made an aggressive $65 billion all-cash offer last week for 25, 21st Century Fox assets. Um, forcing Disney to increase its initial $52.4 billion. Insane. But for movie fans, this is great. It means that Deadpool could show up in the Avengers. It means that the X-Men can show up in Deadpool or the Avengers. Uh, It means that uh, the original 1977 Star Wars is actually owned now back by Disney. So look forward to that one through nine eventually, one through seven, one through eight uh, Blu-ray box set coming out to a set near you. Um, it means Avatar, Planet of the Apes, Predator, Alien, Die Hard, Kingsman, Ice Age, Night at the Museum, who gives a shit, all going back to Disney. Sorry, I was just going to say episodes one, two, and three not included in the nine box DVD set. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just a blank DVD. <laughs> Just pre-broken. <laughs> Whatever. If, if all it was, was was just pod racing on all three of those things, I'd be all right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Is this, is this going to be broadcasted from a new satellite that they're building that oddly is the shape of a moon? Uh, that's no moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate power of the universe. Come on. <laughs> damn, you guys. I, I teed that up pretty I good. Did. He did a pretty good. The execution, though. They, uh, anyways, uh, Simpsons, Family Guy, Legion, American Horror Story, who gives a shit? Orville, NBC's This Is Us, really? ABC's Modern Family, that's fun. Uh, all that stuff now comes to Disney. Funny thing is, guys, Disney actually had a dominant 21.8% market share of the movie industry while Fox held 12. Now combined, think about it, that's like a 33%, 34% of the entire movie industry. I mean, that's quite the uh, monopoly. Mm. Uh, they'll own 20th Century Fox, Fox Searchlight Pictures, Fox 2000 Pictures, uh, yada, 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 FX Productions, Fox 21, FX Networks, National Geographic Partners, Fox Sports, Regional Networks, Fox Networks Group International, Star India, I, not relevant, Fox Interest in Hulu, Sky Place, and Teta Sky. Crazy. Wow. That's nuts, right? That's, nuts. I mean. It, it, keep in mind, they bought Star Wars for $5 billion. Yeah. I mean. That's a ton of money to invest. $75 billion. Uh, and, and they actually accumulate, so it's actually more because they absorbed $13.2 billion that Fox had in debt for all of this. Just, so just debt, right. Um, you know, 72 is the plus side for, or 70, was it 71.4 is the plus side for Fox, but it's just, woo, woo. so many things. Yeah. Uh, I, how long would it take? I mean, so how? Let's go back to the other story. <laughs> so many questions. <clears throat> you know, is is the reason that they're tabling the 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 movies for you know a Star Wars story based on this 
purchase that they're doing for Fox Entertainment? And then how long will it take before they're going to even recoup some of that money? Or is, or, is, or is Disney just worth so much more than what they just spent? So yeah, so my my opinion of that is all right. So let's just let's just take let's just take the opening weekend of Solo and say okay, well they, we know it's it, they spent three hundred million dollars on making the movie itself. So with marketing, say it's six hundred million dollars, right? That's because mm. you usually just double the expense. It's probably not that much, but we'll say that. So then then they net two hundred million dollars, which is a four hundred million dollar deficit. Four hundred million dollars compared to seventy five billion dollars is essentially saying I'll give you a nickel for that one hundred dollar bill. I mean that ratio, I'm not a math whiz, totally off, but it's something yeah. grossly aggressive like that, where they it, it's a drop in the bucket. It doesn't really matter. So okay. so I I don't think that little Star Wars thing had anything to do with it. What I think this is that this deal was going on at a bigger, faster, more aggressive rate this Fox deal and it was getting closer and closer. And they said, listen, we got to tighten the belt somewhere. We're going to lay off these films until we know what's going on. That's what I think happened. So it's not that solo affected Ryan. It's the opposite. I think this deal affected star Wars. That's what Agreed. I agree. Cause they're not going to slow the, they're not going to slow the Marvel train down. That thing's going at 200 miles an hour. Star Wars is losing steam. So they're going to say, well, let's, let's hold off until we know what we can do to catch back up. Cause Marvel's only going up. Star Wars is only trending down over the last three movies that have came out. So, Lossman? Ooh, on the spot there. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, don't have don't have anything prepared on that one. You guys were on like a big tangent back and forth, back and forth. Well, now you, you throw it to me, and I'm like, oh, uh, I realized I'm almost done with this bear. That was, whoops. Thanks for that. And back to you, Ryan. I, I'm putting the sorry, lost man. That's, yeah, I just got cut out. It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. I'm back um, in now because I'm gonna keep talking. But like, so I feel like Comcast is the real culprit here, like the real dickhead, because they were like, "Oh yeah, Disney wants to throw, you know, fifty-two billion at this. I'm gonna throw sixty-five billion, and then then here comes Disney with seven point seventy-one point four billion, like even eighty-five billion, I guess at this point, like." I just, how do these numbers work out? I'm so I'm, I'm baffled by, by these numbers. You know, when are they going to make up this money? Where are we going to eat the costs? Like as, as consumers and pro, uh, you know, lovers of their, their products and of their movies, like, or does it just all come back into play at that point? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't did know. You say, did you say engine by accident? <laughs> just a no. sentence or two ago. Did I mean it to? Like, I it sounded like engine. I was about to say, wait a second. Now that's a company uh, that's but, really money. I mean, maybe maybe I'm going on the wrong talking points, but I just I wonder if you know if having all acquired everything that they acquired from Fox, if they're really going to get their value, is it going to change? You know what what they put out? Are they going to be able to handle? We've seen what they've done with Star Wars. Are they going to be able to handle all of the other things that are going to come with this Fox purchase? You know, um, I, I think again, I think it harkens back to saying, okay, listen, we're going to have. Well, I think they're going to start putting tent poles in the ground, right? They're going to have the Marvel guy do this, the Star Wars guy do that, the TV guy do this, the you know side movie guy do that, or whatever. I, I don't know how that'll look out, but I, I do think that they're going to have to start tent polling positions around themselves to set themselves up for success or else yeah. all of these things, I mean, and they're all operating as their own. Like each one of these things are an independent production studio. Fox productions and FX productions don't talk to each other to make sure that there's continuity there. They just don't. X-Men and Avatar can operate on their own accord. So it's not that they have to talk to each other, but I do think that they will start to align themselves 
strategically or else i don't i, I think that this will continue to be a be an issue but obviously there's a lot of money to be made here <laughs> well yeah but don't isn't it 2019 they're coming out disney itself is coming out with uh, their netflix style brand of of and movie viewing so i mean there's that excellent, too excellent point ryan because maybe they're, maybe they're buying up all this shit so they have the ip right because if you have this great new netflix competitor with no ip that's one thing. If you're coming out the gate with X-Men and Marvel and Star Wars and all these shows, Simpsons, Family Guys, and then you go, oh, Netflix, you have some independent independent shows and movies? Oh, that's cool. How much did you spend on that? Oh, a million dollars here, $10 million there. That's great. $72 million, billion Netflix. Go fuck yourself. Like, that's what I think is happening. And maybe that is. Maybe it's just a maybe it's just a pissing contest between the two. But, but I, 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 I'm, I'm conflicted with that. I'm I'm conflicted oh, with that sure. because I I feel like Disney's going to stick to what fits the Disney profile. Like I I could be wrong, but they didn't. Well, no, because you're saying Fox had influence over. Um, uh, oh, or maybe I'm just getting this wrong. Maybe I'm getting it mixed up. But I apologize. Uh, who 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 made the Wolverine movie that just came out like two years ago, a year and a half ago? Uh, was that Fox? Uh, yeah, I think so because he's okay. an X Men. Well, X Men, right? Okay, okay. Yeah, that, that's that's, that's that, okay. Thank you. That's that's where I was trying to go. So they made a rated R movie. Will Disney go that route and keep absolutely. it real? You yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, they're not going to mess with the winning formula like Deadpool. Um, uh, I, not mess mm, with, they won't. They just won't. But their name's tied to it now, and everybody thinks Disney, and they think Peter Pan. They think you know Pinocchio. You think they're going to change The Simpsons? Or Family Guy? They're not. They can't. I mean, It'd be stupid to do so. It would be stupid to mess with that formula because that's where your bread and butter is. That's what made things successful. But uh, well, you bring up, uh, you know, Family Guy. Um, that there might be some changes there with was it Chris Chris Farlin? Uh, there there might be some changes there. That's another story. But um, or, is it McFarlane? I forget. Seth. Seth, thank you, Seth McFarlane. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, can can they keep that same realistic fashion? I mean, we, we're watching these. Well, I'll go back to Star Wars. We're watching the Star Wars film, and it and it doesn't seem like it's cheesy, but it's like, it, is it as real and as dark as like the originals were? You know, is, you know, moving forward. I, I don't know. That this is a big gamble. I think maybe I'm wrong. I might be. They know what they're doing. I guess so. So oh, oh. did oh. I confuse everybody? No, no. I mean, uh, where's Donnie? He's here. Oh, I'm waiting for Lost to talk. Go ahead, Lost. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, jumping all over the place. Um, so, so what happens if Disney owns everything and they all do all that? But then it's it's kind of like um, it's kind of like how big beer can own some smaller craft beer type places where they just say, "Oh, we own it, but we're gonna let them keep doing this thing." And then Disney can kind of take a step back and be like, "Oh, yeah, like we own the company, yeah, but." This smaller company is producing like the Deadpool's and like the weird stuff that can kind of be disassociated a little bit. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's the same company at the end, but um, but you know, they can just say, "Oh no, we're letting this private, smaller studio kind of produce this Deadpool thing where he's you know flipping the bird to people and doing all that jazz." Like Disney can kind of put that buffer and say, "Well, we own them and we support them and we like what they're doing," but ooh, we didn't make any curse words in there. We don't. We don't do all that. Um, no, that's that's exactly that's exactly right, Laos. That's that, and that's exactly why Ryan, you're like, oh, I feel like they're gonna change. They're not gonna change anything. Like they're they're gonna continue on the things that work. They're gonna work. Avatar is also in production of four more movies, two sequels, one prequel, and the Avatar. I mean, 
Avatar is. Yeah. Oh James my Cameron, God. James Cameron's. Well, think about it. Disney just put that whole investment in their parks, right? So like they're going to continue that thing going. Now they own it. Good for them. So now they get full creative control. Now they can embrace every piece of that crap in their park. So they're they're definitely going to ride some of these things out. I see X Man Land. I see all sorts of stuff coming. Uh, it's coming and it's coming quickly. It will. But I agree. I think the whole play there, especially for all these IPs in terms of movies, TVs, video, whatever, is stemming from the the streaming service. I think Ryan's one hundred percent right. So um, and lost raised a good point too, man. Like I, I really don't think that they're going to stop any of these things. They're like, oh well, that wasn't us. That was Pibsqueak Studio over there, and then we just. We just pay. We keep the lights on. What they do is on them. And if they want to make an R-rated Marvel movie, then well, so be it. Who are we to say no? Because it makes sixty-five percent of its operating income. So that's a fun. Like they they do a good job with those. So uh, they're definitely not going to stop it. But uh, very interesting conversation. So yeah. All right. Well, boys, you got anything else to mention? Any of these topics and or more? Less anything. <laughs> Yeah, I just had another missed opportunity joke. When you guys were like, I, I just don't see how like the people at like Avatar are going to be able to communicate with the other, you know, the other uh, producers. I was like, well, yeah. I was like, the Navi speak a highly complex language. <laughs> I was like, yo, <laughs> duh. Like, I don't think anyone said anything about the Navi not understanding. Uh, you did for sure. Uh, no, but, right. Definitely. Uh, I haven't heard that word in a long time. <laughs> right. Oh. Any, anything else? Oh. <laughs> Set that down, Ryan. And no, I, 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 I like that. Yeah, <laughs> missed that word. Well done. <laughs> I'm good, guys. I am fantastic. I think we've been talking now for a long time in a good way. So. Yes, I agree. So to wrap things up, um, we thank you all for listening again. Uh, we did this one shout out one time. We said, hey, everybody, go on to the App Store and give us a review. And five to six or seven of you did. We appreciate it. Please uh, pull up the phone. Give us a review on the App Store. Uh, we'd appreciate it. If you didn't notice, we did give a shout out to our good friend Ryan K on the Facebook group, Crap Brews and Geek News. We also, while we were on the show tonight, uh, we actually each took a picture of some of the things we were drinking and sent them in on the Facebook group. Some of us may have not done that uh, just yet, but we will certainly do it. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for your contribution to the Craft Brews and Geek News Facebook group. If you are listening to this and you are not in the group, just open Facebook, search for Craft Brews Geek News after you leave us a nice positive review, and you'll find our group there. Say, hey, man, I want to join. We'll say, all right, let you in. We, we only stop gated so that we can just keep it friendly and nice and positive. And we answer questions. We have some great dialogue. We've had good Star Wars and geek news in there. We've had some beer questions, and people are posting the beers they're drinking, and we love it. Um, so we do appreciate the su support. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you want to reach out to any of us independently, you can reach me, uh, Donnie, here at Brewmasters Club on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, there's also videos there from No Man's Sky and different video game stuff that we do. Uh, Mr. Lausman, where can the good kids find? you at mr lastman on twitter all right and broodbray 813 where can brood broodbray 813 where can they find you <laughs> at broodboy813 on instagram and twitter <laughs> any other things you want to plug ryan i know you said you had something come up this weekend well yeah so the um craft beer competitions at Tampa Bay Brewing Company it's kind of gridlocked with you know they only put out 300 tickets to the public so as far as i know you didn't get a ticket which was free you will not be getting in so that's kind of how that's gonna roll so okay but it's gonna be a lot of good times and uh we're gonna meet a lot of people so 
All right. Well, thank you for that, Ryan. And please, if you guys do make it out there, come by, say hello. You'll see our banner there. If I can get it to Ryan, he'll have a, a good banner flying <laughs> out there for our for our podcast here. We appreciate your support. And as always, at the end of every podcast here, Mr. Lousman. Uh, remember, everyone, unlike wine, don't ever give your champagne a chance to breathe. <laughs> All right. Well, good well night. Played. You've been listening to the official podcast of the Brewmasters Club, Craft Brews and Geek News. Grab a beer with the guys and be sure to subscribe to catch additional content. Add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. Chat with the guys on Twitter at Brewmasters Club and Facebook and online at www.brewmasters.club. Cheers. <laughs>